Welcome back to another episode of Tips and Tricks with your favorite destination coach, Danielle. How are you doing? Hey, Danielle. All right. So welcome to Tips and Tricks. We were matched on Podmatch, mm-hmm. which I am actually growing to love because yeah, I have great. had some really, really good guests. So I'm like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Miss Kavita. Yes. What is it that you do? Tell the audience who you are. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Danielle. Uh, My name is Kavita and I am the co-founder and CEO of Nectar. Nectar is a company that I founded in 2018 while I was still an undergrad student at UC Santa Barbara. And it's a communication tool that is built specifically for education. Mm. So you can think of Slack or Discord, but Nectar is built purposefully to sit as communication infrastructure across an entire campus. Okay, so give me an example of how I would use it. Like right now at FIU, we use Slack. Mm-hmm. Um, so help me figure out how how would I use Nectar? Yeah, so Nectar actually began because I used Slack in one of my classes. And mm-hmm. when I first came to college, I was a first-generation only child. So my only idea of what college really looked like was from the movies And it looked very different in real life. (laughs) (laughs) I remember my first class was 500 people. And yeah, UCSB is a big school. And it was terrifying. I felt like I was lost in this crowd. And the whole time through college, it just kind of felt like I was barely swimming through it, like on the verge of drowning, because I just felt very overwhelming and I didn't know how to get through it. I didn't have anyone who was older than me who could tell me this is how to go through this process. This is what And specifically for my school on top of it. And so it wasn't until the summer between my sophomore and, and junior year, I took a class over summer with a grad student professor, Spencer, and Spencer decided to use Slack in our class. And I had used, you know, other tools like Piazza and things like that, but this was different. He sat us down on the first day and said, we're going to do this a little bit differently. I know that class usually sucks over summer, especially, but let's try to make this one not. And he said that we were going to sort of turn the classroom model on its head. And he said, I don't want you to email me and ask me any questions. I don't want you to even raise your hand in class. If you have any questions, your first line of action is going to be to put it in the Slack chat. And I guarantee that one of the 149 people around you will have a better and faster answer for you than I will. Oh, wow. He basically said, we're going to turn the chairs inward and we're going to have you guys be the main resources of information for one another. Mm. So it completely dilutes any idea of cheating because the whole point is for us to be teaching each other and helping each other. Yes. Said, on top of that, if someone answers a question really well for someone else, I'll give you extra credit for that because that's oh, how I'm going to assess so you. Good. That's, that's how I know. Exactly. He said, that's how I know that you actually understand the information that I'm teaching you. If you can then teach someone else, that's the highest level of mastery that you can achieve. And the second he said that you didn't, we didn't even have to do the class yet. You just felt the energy in the room change. 
it was so exciting. It was the only class that I went to every single lecture because that 150 people felt like 15 people. I was friends with the people around me. It was exciting to go talk to them every class. You were actually allowed to have your phone and laptop out. And we weren't distracted. We didn't do anything else because it was so exciting to just chat with each other in real time while our professor is lecturing or whatever's happening. And of course, I got the highest grade that I got out of, in all of college. <laughs> and I left that class like a dog with a bone. I was like, oh, my God, I need that experience in every single class that I take, regardless of whether my instructor is, you know, that tech savvy or holds class that way. I was like, no, I still want that because yeah. honestly, the whole community was built by me and my peers. The TA and the professor barely spoke in there. But they did have access to see when we did and didn't understand stuff. And they were mm-hmm. able to go over the stuff that really mattered in the next lecture. And it was just such I an awesome that. feedback loop. Yeah, it was great. And it made me fall in love with school again. I, I'm autistic and I have ADHD. So school has always been really tough for me. And it felt like no classroom was ever built for me to thrive in. I had mm. to really struggle to like pay attention. But this included everyone. Everybody got to get value out of this, including me. I got the most value out of any class I've ever taken. Well, clearly because you started a company. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Clearly. I I know. I had no idea that this is what my life was going to turn into. Didn't I didn't go to business school or anything. We didn't even have a business school. But after that class, I just, I couldn't let it go. I was like, this is how we transform education around the world. We've had the same classroom model for 400 years, and we've never found a really good, affordable, scalable way of evolving it. But this is how. This teacher deficit that we have across the U.S., across the world, this is how we fix it. We turn the chairs inward. Wow. start a movement of evolving from just rote memorization to meaningful, deep learning where you're effectively building a community at the center of every class. Real conversations and real interaction. You know, a lot of, um, I'm an instructional designer, right? So in building my classrooms, a lot of the classrooms, they're like, oh, you know, we want the students to be interactive, but we don't want them to use this. And we don't want them to Mm -hmm. use We don't want them to use that. And they can only email using school email. And we don't want them to use Remind. And we don't. So it's like, do you want them to be interactive? Because you're saying that, but then you're saying all of the things that would make the classroom interactive, they're not supposed to use. Exactly. And that (laughs) is the exact reason that I had to build Nectar, my company, because I went to my campus after that class and I got sent all over. Nobody even knew who to send me to, to answer this question. But I wanted somebody to tell me if I'm paying this much money and so are 27,000 other people around me, Mm. why can't you put Slack in every single one of our classes? Why can't Mm. you do that? And like I said, nobody even knew who was the right person to answer my question. And I finally got sent to an instructional designer. And she was the one instructional designer on our campus, Mindy Collin. And we still work with her today. She literally hand in hand built Nectar with us. But she sat me down and explained to me the hell that it would be to put Slack in every single class on campus. 
from Mm -hmm. the cost a public school can't afford that to the fact that it would be siloed in each individual classroom. You'd have to set up a new workspace every single class. It just wasn't built for school. And that meeting was a light bulb moment. And me and one of my best friends at the time who also felt the same way about education, we decided to take that opportunity to build what was we saw as the biggest gap in the education market, mm-hmm. a communication infrastructure that is one workspace for a campus. And it links into your LMS through an LTI integration. Okay. And it auto creates a channel for every class on campus. And they wow. all sit within the same ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So you can actually see other students interacting. You as a student or an admin or staff, you can build your own channel to speak in. So we see staff who will create TA channels for all the TAs to communicate. We'll see math department create a a channel for all of the faculty, like a happy hour channel. We'll see transfer student center create a channel for all the transfer students. Can you see people in real time? Yes. There's a discover page where you can go search through all of the channels at your campus and see, oh, does this community exist? If not, build it yourself. And so it creates this network effect over time because everybody's in the same ecosystem. And at my campus, we, me and my co-founder said, you know, if we can do this for our school, then we can do this for every other school. And it, we figured it out. We'll spare you the details of how many trial and errors we had to do. But in 2020, we got all 27,000 students at our school using Nectar in almost every single one of their classes with their instructors being the one to champion it for them. Holy crap. That is monumental. Yeah, it was amazing. It healed every wound I ever had from every class feeling like it wasn't built for me because I knew this was the solution to truly building an inclusive an accessible education at every campus, K through 12, higher education, continuing education, wherever you are learning, you should have communication infrastructure across all of the learners and teachers and admin so that everybody can help each other. It takes a village, right? And so you apply that same concept to education. We need the connectiveness. Yes. Now people feel so isolated, especially post-pandemic. Exactly. People are feeling more and more and more isolated. Absolutely. Having something like that, that makes you feel part of a community Mm -hmm. is so important, especially on the collegiate level, because the amount of students that get to campus and they don't know anybody and they don't Mm -hmm. know, you know, and they're new and just to be able to connect. Yes. And say, I am in this network of people. That's life-saving. Exactly. And then from there, the options to branch out from that are unimaginable. You can have a version of Nectar that you retain after you leave. So you have alumni network that's just locked down to your campus. You can have one for prospective students. So students know when I matriculate to this school, I'm going to immediately get access to my Nectar channels and I can see the community and that makes sure that you retain them right after they, you know, say they're admitted. And then you go into the actual retention piece of while they're there. And that is really where the treasure box open. And that's when we went to go raise investor money. When we realized that Nectar produces more student engagement data than mm. any other tool on campus. Wow. And so you don't even need, this is the earliest alert system. 
we can show you in every class channel on Nectar, the teacher has access to an analytics page. And mm-hmm. it's a super easy breakdown of just the engagement that week, that quarter. And it shows you all of your students least engaged to most engaged. So you can easily see can these are the three students that need help. Let me DM them right on Nectar and say, hey, let me pull you back into this community. What's going on? Why are you not engaging like everyone else? How can I help you? And that is how you keep students. That's where student retention comes from. Authentic engagement directly to the students that need it most before they even realize it. Wow. I love it. This is such a good story. And I'm going to tell you why. Thank you so much for sharing your in-between because we are in such a society where people say, oh, I saw a need and then they skip to the end and nobody fills the middle. Right. And it's it's giving such a false sense of there's no process. Exactly. So I just want to thank you for talking about the process. <laughs> so that's that, so sweet. Thank you, Danielle. That means so a lot. that people know that you didn't just wake up and then the next day it happened and and you were you said 27,000? Yeah, 27,000. That's people need to know that you didn't get to 27,000 in a day. No, 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 not at all. We started this company. I was 21 when I started this and I'm 26 now. And it has been five years of just pounding the pavement. I mean, as an instructional designer and as an educator, you know how hard it is to change the system. Oh my goodness. Produce a new behavior that no one's done before to ask them to do something entirely differently. I knew I'm going to sacrifice my life for this, but and you're going into the university system where people have been there where they're stuck to those ideas and stuck to that. And you you really had to, I can honestly say, I know you really had to go through some stuff because I know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, exactly. I know, you know, (laughs) And it's still like that today. It is a struggle every time, but it's so heartwarming. I can't explain to you the joy that I feel to look back five years ago, pre-COVID, pre-all of this, when people would tell me to my face, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would we ever need this? People, I had educators who would tell me, we've done school this whole time without something like this. Why do you think we need it now? Mm. And to go from that point five years ago to now, where all I hear from educators, every instructor, every professor, every teacher I talk to says the same thing. This is what will help my students. This is going to give them that community that they've been looking for. I think I've heard the same thing. This is going to save lives. And to see everyone really band together and pull themselves up by their britches and say, okay, it's changing. Everything is changing, but we got to move with it. Let's do it. It's, it gives me so much hope for the future, not just yes. in education, but in everything else that as hard as it may look, we actually can make change happen. You just got to keep trying. Yeah. And you got to be willing to, to fight. Yeah, exactly. You got to be, be willing to, and I, I really want to just say this caveat um, because I, I do work with so many young people. Sometimes <clears throat> when you have a dream and a vision that other people don't understand, 
they will criticize it, not because of you, but because it's new and familiar and they don't understand. Exactly. So I would like for my younger listeners to really take, take like, to understand that it's okay. Criticism will come and criticism is not built to break you. It is built to make you look at yourself and evaluate your product. That's what criticism is for. Exactly. Yes. Snap, snap, snap. (laughs) (laughs) Because I want people to know some, some, there are, I have met some brilliant, brilliant young people and they allow criticism to completely break their spirit. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not what it's for. Forget Forget who said it. Exactly. Get that little piece, that little piece of salt that they needed. You might take something from that. And mm-hmm. if you can take something from it, take it. And if you take nothing from it, throw it in the garbage and keep mm-hmm. moving. Your vision mm-hmm. is bigger than the criticism around it. Exactly. And for me, I've realized that that was truly the way that I built confidence. Not it wasn't in my success and all the times that things worked out. And the first time we got a contract from a school, those weren't the times that I built confidence. It was the times that I failed or someone criticized me or they yelled at me to my face. The times that I felt my worst and I picked myself back up and I kept going in spite of those people, that was where my confidence was built. And so the more that I realized that now I'm at a point in my life where I welcome failure. It is a gift because I know it's a familiar friend that's going to leave me with a beautiful present when it leaves. Yes. Yeah. Cause then, then you figure it out. Like exactly. the amount of times you fail, <laughs> the amount of times I have failed, it's a, it's a process. You fall and oh, then you're yeah. like, Oh, that didn't work. Let's do it this way. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, but this piece worked and that piece did. It's, mm-hmm. it's just built to help you get there. Yes. And I, I just, thank you so much for coming on. So before we close out, Mm-hmm. If there's one piece of information, one tip that you can give to the audience, what would it be? I think in the last year of my life, I have evolved the most. And I'm only 26, so that's not saying it's a lot. But I accredit it to one specific thing that I intentionally set my eyes on the mm-hmm. whole year. And it was to increase my self-awareness. Oh, I don't hear enough young people talking about their their drive or willingness or even that they are trying to increase their self-awareness because it's, it's not something that is just their black and white. No, you build it over time and you have to put effort into it. And it's scary at first because self-awareness means seeing all of yourself, even the especially the bad parts. And that's the only way that you can move forward. We all want I hear everybody my age saying, like, I want to find the thing that drives me. I want to find my passion in life. I just want to be happy. I'm going to move to New York to do it and all this stuff. And really what is stopping you from being completely comfortable in your skin and being happy with where you are is just self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be bad. Maybe you become self-aware and you realize I did everything I needed to do. I'm happy with myself. But 
it's self-love at the end of the day. It's not criticism. It's not something that's going to be scary. It's something that's going to make you fall in love with yourself in a deeper way than you ever knew was possible before. And I think it is the greatest gift that I gave to myself this year and why my company and my life and everything around me changed was because I intentionally woke up every morning and said, how can I be even more self-aware today? Wow. That is amazing. And I want to thank you so much for coming on Tips and Tricks. Please, please, please. Um, I want you to send me, is there like a trial or something? Like, how can I get to Nectar? Because I want to put Nectar on the, the bio part of Tips and Tricks. So yeah, that people absolutely. can click on it and, and be able to like experiment with it. Totally. So, um, we please, are actually... Please. We, I will totally send over all that stuff to you. We are already in 40 campuses across the U.S. today. We just onboarded another campus this week. So congrats. We are out there in the wild. We have so many wonderful team members who are education experts who have come over from other schools to help us onboard your campus. So if anyone out there like yourself, instructional designers, CIOs, VPs, deans of student success, anyone like that that is looking for communication infrastructure for your school, Nectar is there for you. We got you. I love that. And on that note, Tips and Tricks is going to end. Thank you so much, Kavita, for coming Thank you, Danielle. I have had a wonderful conversation and I look forward to more. Me too. I'll see you soon. All right. See you.